Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's Drake Chess Motherfucking Podcast. Make some He's a legendary Queens rapper. Hey, hey, Segway, this your boy N-O-R-E. He's a Miami hip-hop pioneer. What up is DJ EFN? Together, they drink it up with some of the biggest players. You know what I mean? In the most professional, unprofessional podcast and your number one source for drunk facts. It's Drink Champs motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. It's time for Drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. What it could be, hopefully it's what it should be. This is your boy N-O-R-E. What up, it's DJ EFN. And this is Drink Champs Yappy Yabo. Make some noise! Now, E, when it comes to entrepreneurism, Spell it. Don't know how to do that. <laughs> when it comes to a person, when, I've read that his first job was handing out flyers. Mm, I've read that the familiar. man that worked in a Red Lobster while he was owning a, com- a very fortunate company. He has grinded. He has continued nonstop. Born in Brooklyn, but raised in Queens. And, and we in Queens, we claim him. We claim him. And he's relentless. He he's, has one of the biggest shows that won an Emmy. We got an Emmy Award winner. We got our oh, this is our award. It ain't yeah, nothing like an Emmy at all. That's an Emmy. And if you don't know what we talking about, we talking about David and Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And first, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank um, you, my brother. You're, 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 um, you're definitely uh, one of the people that when I think of entrepreneur, I think of you. I think of how debonair you are. Like you know, what I'm saying how uh, uh, put together. I think that. I think it should be more of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you sh- you you're like a great role model for thank, us. Thank you, brother. You know? I appreciate that. So, with that being said, let's take it from the beginning, right? Yeah. Because I read that was that really your first job handing out flyers? Hand out, hand out flyers at Coliseum Mall. Started ten the, years old. Get the fuck out of here! The Coliseum. Who were you handing out flyers for? But that the Coliseum Mall was oh, was, being, mall? was being opened up, oh, right? Okay. So hand out flyers. I mean, I don't, I don't... Wait, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me the Coliseum wasn't even open? And wasn't you even open, had so a job. it used to be called, like, Macy's. I think oh. they went bankrupt, so I was handing out flies for that. And I did every job I could, right? You know, like, um, dur- during the winter, I shovel snow. Wow. In the, in, the, in, the, in the fall, I rake leaves. But mm-hmm. when I was shoveling snow, I had so many people that wanted me to get to their sidewalk that I right. would give the other kids in the neighborhood half the money that I would make to go and shovel the sidewalk so I could sit at home and... So then I used to go and find bike parts <coughs> on the street, and before you know it, in about two months, I'd have a fully assembled bike. So everybody okay. threw they threw they shit out. So, I mean, 
I've been trying to hustle ever since. And then I started working at Church's Fried Chicken. And then I worked at a popcorn stand. And then I worked at Red Lobster. And then I, I got to stop you all at Church's Fried Chicken. Of stuff. Do you remember Church's Fried Chicken? Yeah, we back Church's Fried Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. You still have some in Miami? We still got oh, some man. Yeah, yeah, they still My got fingers got greasy yeah, yeah, soon as you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, 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 churches. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, yeah, I've been working since day one. Man, so, so um, what was your first successful business? Like, besides uh, FUBU, obviously. What was the first one that you, you was like, you know what, this is biz- business is where I belong? Or even what's probably the better question is, what was the first business that failed that helped you learn what you need to learn for the first successful Even one? better question. I, I, think, I think those are, those, are, those are both great questions for two different reasons. Number one, the first business I got into was I, I had this idea about buying crash cars because at that time, we'd buy a crash car. Your boys would find the parts for it, right. you know, and, and buy it at an auction. I don't know how they found those parts. That wasn't my, my problem. They just, they just sold it to me here. And, um, and then you would put, you, so you buy it at 2500 you put 2500 into it, and you sell it at 15000 $20,000, right? So I had the plan. You know, I was about 16, 17 years old, and I, I like to say that, you know, I, I did my numbers, and I looked at, at 16, if I keep doubling down on that, I'd be a millionaire by 20. Mm. However, Mike Tyson, you know, he has that saying, you know, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> Life punched me in the face in about, you know, six months. And, um, and I didn't have any money. Mm. Now, the reality of what I realized was I didn't like to fix cars. I don't know how to <laughs> fix cars. Your I was so busy thinking about the money right. that I didn't like what I was doing. Mm. So I had no urge to get up or, or to want to do it again. Mm. All right. Fast forward, now what I start to do, I get this, this van, this piece of crap, junky old van, a 15 passenger. And I start running up and down, Guy Arbor, Merrick Boulevard, and Rockaway, picking up people for dollar a dollar. Van? Dollar, dollar van? Dollar van. I was a dollar okay. van driver. Nah, you wasn't no dollar van driver, man. I'm Jimmy. big man. Every dollar van driver in the world should listen to this and have inspiration. Continue. And it was you that was the driver. I was the driver. So, so How old are you at this point? At that point, I'm about 17. So I would start off at Parsons Boulevard, go down Guy Arbor, through Roseville, all the way to Rockaway Beach once. 16 and so let me just explain because I keep I'm sorry, you know what? Let me just explain. We're talking just us, right? Yeah, yeah, let's try just explain. I don't know. There's a certain part, there's a certain part where the trains don't go, and there's certain parts even buses don't go. So, what happens is it's it's these vans that they come and they pick up a whole bunch of people. Yeah, we we call them dollar vans because it would be a dollar at the time, and then they would take you to the parts that the trains don't go, especially in Queens. Queens is a big barrel, so this one those. So, you get a person on there for a dollar by the time you know you have 15 people on by the time people go on and off, yeah. you go all the way down, you could have $40, $50, you can have $300 during the course of the day. However, uh-huh. I would go to areas where a lot of the van drivers wouldn't want to go. I'd go in deep into Far Rockaway, right. real deep in there. Right. Why? Because, you know, my man had the ratchet on the side. He made sure we got paid. Because of your income with security. Hey, let me right. tell you something. The first time, here's what happened to me. About 15 people in the band. I pick them. 15 dudes I pick up from the subway. They just got came from a tunnel or something like okay. that, right? Okay. They get in the van, and I get all the way to the last stop, and you know, we all got nicknames in the hood. So one was like, gets out the van, yo, crime got it. Yo, crime got it. Yo, crime got it. By the time the 15 guy got there, I was like, yo, crime, you got it. He was like, yo, homie, crime don't pay. And he ran. (laughs) Boom! 
I realized uh, I needed I, I needed a cash <laughs> register. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you know what? we go we go salute to you. I don't know if you know about our show, but our show was about saluting our legends. We like to give you your flowers while you're here, because a lot of people want to say how great people are when they when they're gone and they passed away. We want to tell you how great you are Thank while you're you, here, man. Salute. So, so we gonna celebrate tonight. Doing their thing. Thank you. Mm. Damn, motherfuckers, you're supposed to make some noise, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you did the dollar van now, yeah. and then and you got crime paid that time. So, what what what, what was your next hustle after that? I, so so that one is actually a successful one, but I looked at three four years of doing it, and I realized mm. that I didn't actually make money. I didn't net anything because after paying for it was a junkie van. After paying for it breaking down, the tickets, mm. insurance, mm. I was netting nothing, mm. and I had to physically be there. To make a dollar mm. I mean that dollar Wasn't ringing When I was sleeping mm. So I go back To Red Lobster I take that van I take all the seats Out of it I start putting T-shirts in it mm. I start sleeping In it sometimes You get your night. own Printing company right No 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 I'm going to other people Getting things oh, printed oh, Actually what? the first Printing company I, The first thing I, I, I ran off Really Was a shirt that said um, What they did to Rodney King They would do to you Oh That's wow. the first one I started selling on the streets Wow Um and I was working at Red Lobster. Now I was working the van. Now I'm using the van uh, to, to carry my clothes around and all that kind of stuff, like the, the Rodney King shirts. And your Red Lobster money, you're investing into what you're doing, I'm and assuming. My, no, my Red Lobster money, I'm chilling at the moment, and then then all of a sudden the idea of FUBU comes around because I started hearing the brands didn't respect whether hip-hop, African-Americans, inner-city kids, and they didn't value them. And it was a main, right. the main company at that time. They weren't owned, they're not owned by the same one now. Now, it's, also uh, describe that at the time, there is no rock and wear. Yeah, there's, 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 there's no, no, there's no, there's no hip-hop clothing no, no or whatever. No existed cross a little colors, bit. Cross-colors, cross and right. rock and wear. Okay. And they had already inspired me. However, right. they were very West Coast, and right. a lot of times growing up uh, you know, in our community, if you wanted to show uh, without saying it, that you were wearing something of African-American, Man, that's, that's, it's, good. it's good. It's great shit. That's stuff in his tracks. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna bring this on Shark Tank. You used to be. You used to be. We gotta make this plan for that. Mark, the rooms I'm in, Mark Cuban, that you be blowing off. When you wear respect and, and show you had love for African or African Americans, right. it was always kente cloth colors. Right. Even cross colors it was always yep. purple, green, yeah. yellow. And I was like, right. yo, man, why do we? Why do we gotta be that? It was loud, loud super loud. Yeah, Why can't yeah. I wear something cool? Right, and then cats know that it, that it, it's us. So, so that's when I came up with uh, with Fubu for us bias. Right. right, and then okay, and that and that was four of y'all, correct? It was always five of us originally, but the fifth member never stayed around. Oh wow! That's why you see a big old five on all the jerseys. But oh. that fifth member would never say we'd be like, "Yo, just work for six months and put in put in uh, ten hours a week." But nobody ever saw the vision. So right. over five years, we ran through five separate. Oh, I thought the fifth member was LL. Nah, nah. I always wanted to ask this this question. Okay, so Gap has this commercial, mm-hmm. right? It's a Gap commercial. It's a Gap clearly one. for Gap. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. But LL. <laughs> Is rocking the goddamn poo-poo That's hat. right. Is that the first, like, time? And he said in it, for us, by us, yeah, on the low. Mm. Yeah. So was that the first time, like, poo got national uh, recognition? We had already had a little bit of re- national recognition because I think a couple of people had worn it on, on their video sets. Miss Jones. Um, you said ODB. Miss Jones, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jones, okay, okay. ODB. Mm. Um, who else? 
Method Man and a couple of people had already worn it, all brand Nubian. Uh-huh. So, so they had already wore they wore it in the ice cream video and right. a, lot, a couple other things, and um, and I think LL wore it in the Hey Lover video. He's sitting on the rock in Queens, and then but that's when we had already had our distribution deal. Okay. And Gap called up LL, and he didn't really he didn't value the he didn't like the way they spoke to him. They spoke to him pretty much like, listen, LL, whatever your name is, or whoever, whatever you, what, you're one of those rappers, right? So we need, we, we need one, we, we need to get to the little hippity hopper kids, you know? And, and I know that, you know, I remember the dude say something like, yo, I'm white, my daughter's 16 years old and white, she's running around the house talking about fight the power and after the police, so right. I think we're big enough now, hip-hop's big enough, so can you come in and do this, uh, right. this commercial? And that's why I always say something about LL, meaning like, you know, a lot of people want influencers and brand, you know, people like that. But mm. you can't have somebody, your Pepsi, you can't have them drinking Coca-Cola. L, mm. L lives. Yeah. Hoover. Right. Um, now, how, how did that, how did that come you You and L didn't grow up together. Uh, was was that like, was that like your person you thought of was it to be a model? No, no, we, we, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. So we're all oh, okay. in Hollis, right? Oh, okay, okay. And the funny story is that- was from Farmers, right? Huh? Elle's from Farmers, but, okay. but I lived on Farmers Boulevard in okay. Hollis, Queens. Okay. So you okay. had obviously Elle, salt and Pepper, mm-hmm. Run DMC, Spider right. D, mm-hmm. Oliver, Job, mm-hmm. D. We all lived in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, we, I used to be a roadie, and we used to always skip out of school, or like 14 years old, to go on tour on Raising Hell and all, and push speakers around. Wow. Yeah, right? you went on those tours? I went on those tours, and I had three other friends on the tour. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's real. That's crazy. We were on the tour just looking for checks, yeah, right? That's crazy. But it's funny, I always say, I was on the tour, I had three other friends. I was like, yo, I'm going to be the biggest dude in fashion. My other dude was like, I'm going to be the biggest dude in movies. My other dude was like, I'm going to be the biggest dude in music. And my other dude said, I'm going to be the biggest drug dealer. Right. The dude who, so it was me. The other dude who said movies was Hype Williams. The other wow. dude who said records was Irv, is Irv Gotti. Wow. And the other dude ended up becoming the biggest drug dealer because Hype wrote a movie about him called Belly, and he's still in jail. Oh, oh God wow. So at 14 years old, we kind of all had, had this desire. We didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But we all, you know, aspired mm-hmm. to be the top of our industry, you know? Right. Now, you got these brands out right now, right? Um, it's a big controversy right now. You got yeah. Prada. Yeah. You got Gucci, who who was very dis- is very disappointing to me personally because of the Dapper Dan right. mm-hmm. uh, association. Uh, and who else is it? Montclair, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Is, is it Montclair? Montclair. Montclair. Is it? So how how does a person like you who has so much success and you you could probably a person could probably say that you can be out of touch because of you know how many uh, how do you like how do, how does a person how does a coochie avoid shit like that how 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 do people even make mistakes like that I guess is the you know, question you know I, I I have two hats to put on that one there's about fifteen steps to go through to make a make a garment and and it's hard figure that and normally when we make a garment like see the poem piece you're wearing yes. I have the same piece with the big cat on it you right. make uh, you make what we call a capsule. Okay. There's, there's 15 or 20 pieces. You don't just make different, you know, this is, yeah. the, this is the theme right now. Right, say. Right. So the hat that I have on that said that they didn't know what they were doing is the hat saying that, you know, we can't be conscious of every single sensitive thing to every single person because these people are in Italy. It's right. like me, if I decide to put Indians and call Redskins on something right. and all of a sudden because right. our Native Americans have been prosecuted and, and, and treated so bad, they take offense to it, or I put a, I put something Spit, on the uh, Aborigines yeah. or something like that, or, yeah. or, or yeah, or, or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and so, so the insensitive part, in some aspects, I go, I don't know what they were doing. 
Right. I don't know if they knew what they were doing. Right. Some people say, well, they only catered the Japanese. Well, I've been to Japan when I seen I seen uh, the Japanese kids wear blackface, wear Knicks jerseys, uh, Yankee hats, and breakdance because of yeah. homage they're pay- right. to. But there's hip-hop. clubs where they go dressed right. like that. they go yeah, there and they are saying we want we're, to be right. black. Yeah. So I don't know on that side. Right. However, if you usually make a capsule collection and you only make one piece. Okay, when you say capsule, because capsule I'm like, oh, means you want 15 pieces okay. in it because you're gonna like, you know, like my line is 150 pieces this year. I got 15 capsule collections. One's going to be army. One's going to be whatever, whatever, you know, boats, whatever. If you only put one blackface on one item, that sounds like a. I need somebody to talk about this. Yeah. So I don't know and really it, where the intent was. Is that a company-wide issue? Is it someone that greenlit that one particular item that is the be, problem? Because I can't uh, I'm, 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 say that question again because I, I just cause I wanted to say something. But because I can't see Gucci as a, as a brand that knows, like you know, Rock Kim has been you know yeah. rocking it since the '80s. I can't see them being that ignorant. But, ignorant. Right. But at the same token, why is there is it people on the board like? Uh, well, the board don't get to see it. I mean, it, okay. listen, the board is thinking right now about how many stores are we going to open uh, globally? Who else are we going to acquire? Mm. How are our shareholders dealing with it? Mm. The designers are usually probably going to be young kids who are designing for a while. Then they go to a design director. The design director sends it to a manufacturer in Italy, most likely in Japan and Hong Kong, stuff like that. You probably didn't run across African-Americans throughout that whole process if you're an Italian company. Why? Right. So it may have slipped through. Okay, and what was what was you no, saying? I mean, he kind of answered. I'm okay. saying, is it a, is it a company wide problem, or is it one person that greenlit that one particular item? There's no one greenlit. You know, and when I saw it, isn't it isn't, wasn't it like a a, it roll, a turtleneck, a turtleneck yeah. rolled up here? Yep, yeah. turtleneck. Yep. How do we even know they ever saw the turtleneck rolled up? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, however, you got Prada going down the runway with a noose hanging off yeah. the, a shirt. And who was that? That was Burberry. It was a Burberry Prada. No, that's Burberry. Burberry. That's okay, Burberry. my bad. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to brush up Prada with the wrong brush. But it, it, it's it's not often contrived and really thought well out when you come into art and design. Right. It's really not. Right. Um. Uh, what? What? what uh, damn. You kind kind of kind of got. I mean, but should should I don't think that anybody in in within the hip hop culture should be surprised at those companies making those kind of mistakes. I don't think we should be. Um, I think we. I think I. I, I, I gotta disagree. My with personal you. opinion I'm surprised is we should have never been, been showing that much love to those companies. It, it, it should this, be more of your companies and companies like yours. In this day and time, I mean, you know, no, from before too. I don't know if you know, but we call ourselves. We, we say we the digital football. Right, 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 <laughs> we right, right, right. We've been saying yeah. that, but, and why is why is that? Like, because again, when, we, when I googled you, I don't know if it said you guys spent six million dollars, worth six million dollars, but uh, we, we we sold over the course of our existence, we sold six billion dollars worth of uh, retail sales. So, thank you. Why isn't there? Why isn't there more brands? Like, why isn't there? Like, uh, immediately, like one thing that I did, like, uh, one, oh, not one thing. This is amongst many things that I, I like. Is when Jay Z went and stepped to Ace, um, Crystal. Crystal gave him Brazilian resistance. Crystal didn't want to be down with him. Immediately, Jay Z had an alternative. Let's go with Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades is a lot of, out of a lot of people's budget. Mm-hmm. I realize how why why everybody couldn't switch from Chris Dow to Ace, but at least there was an alternative. Right now, 
What is the alternative to Gucci? What is the alternative to Prada? What is the alternative to uh, Montclair? Oh, there, there, there is plenty. Like I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it more and more every day. I'm seeing a lot of young people of various different shades and colors. I'm seeing them create small lines. You know, mm. you know. Back then, you have these brands with the huge numbers. You know, when I got into the business, I think Levi's was doing like 18 billion. I think they're doing now three billion. Mm. And why? Well, you got a lot of kids that you see at home making their T-shirts and sweatshirts and. They're doing a million a piece, but they're doing it off their iPhones. Mm. And you got a million kids doing that. So mm. it's there in some way, and, and, you know, and, and the streetwear and, and the love and couture. Right. It's still there at some level. You're just seeing a lot of the heavy advertising and marketing by the only the couple of brands that are lasting these days. Because look at retail. Retail is almost dead. Mm. Right? Where's anybody going to buy retail? Yeah, brick and mortar. It's online, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's online, right? So you're only seeing the advertising and, and, and the branding by them. And it doesn't just happen to African American or, or, or colors of minority. I mean, where is Benetton these days? I don't know. I don't know. Damn, that, was, that was some throwback shit right there. Let's say, Latif, where are these? You know what I mean? Wow. Like, 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 where are those brands? So a lot of times we want to we act like. You know, it's only one way or another, but it happens to everybody in one way or another. You know, when we look at Gucci and Louis Vuitton, we're talking about the unicorns, Nike. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about unicorns, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it really happens. And trust me, I'm not this whole. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to fight in Gucci's defense. I'm just laying it down. So when right. we walk in the room and we right. talk to other people, we don't have that chip on our shoulder. Like everything's happening to us. No, it's happening to other people too. Right. But you just feeling it more, and I respect that. You know. And you guys got a new deal, Fubu, right? Well, um. Who, who is it? You got Puma. Uh, oh, Puma. We, had a, we have a, we, we have a collaboration with Puma. You, you sent me. We just did something with Century 21. Century 21, that's what uh, I mean. We launched with Century 21. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're doing also a ladies' line with Forever 21. Wow. Um, and these are all small collaborations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just trying to get with whoever we like that's cool because the resurgence, all brands come back 20 years for a right. little while. Right. And a lot of people just want to feel about feel the 90s and the 2000s. Right. Did you ever get slack for um, acquiring the Coogee brand? And because you know the reason why I say that, you're probably bugging. Like, say, well, get slack for acquiring the Coogee. It's because everyone kind of uh, uh, looked at Coogee as like an Italian brand. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because um, originally that's what it was, right? Italian. Yeah, it was mixed Italian and made in Italy and Australia. And okay. um, no, nah, no, nah, they gave us love. I mean, because right. initially when we when we purchased Coogee, it was in bankruptcy, and you can only they only had eight hundred dollars sweaters. And then we started making more affordable stuff. We still have those heavily woven sweaters because there's only two machines in the world that can knit that sweater. However, we started to make other stuff. And, and actually, Coogee ended up um, becoming really, really good for us. So right. we, we never got slapped with any of that stuff. Okay. Oh, damn. You knew, you knew he owned Coogee? No. <laughs> That's yeah. all. And how? What year was that? That was I, that wasn't when Biggie was wearing Coogee. No, no, no. We wore Coogee <laughs> in around two thousand and three. Right. And at first, nobody wanted to wear it, and I was doing all the product integration for these three girls named the Kardashians that nobody knew about. Mm. And I, I remember going around to all the brands. Wait, we I, kinda, I feel like you said I that love that flaw. <laughs> I love that yeah, flaw. Yeah, yeah. I remember going around to all my friends with the brand. I'm like, yo, they'll wear your clothes for the whole season for seventy five thousand dollars. And Cass was like, nah, they ain't gonna be nothing. So if you look at the first three seasons of... So it's when they just launched the reality yeah, show. Yeah, when right. you look at the first three seasons of Kardashians, they weren't all coogee. Wow. Because I was like, man, I'm sorry, girls. I can't really, you know, get my other people behind you, but right. I got you. Right. Hey, here you go. Because right. I know you're going to be something. Mm. 
how, how, how do you how do you like determine things like that? How do you, how, how did you you know? Because LL is like a different type of person. Like you yeah. know, for you to align yourself with LL, and this is a guy who's you know been around for 30, 35 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how do you align with people like that? How do you see starism in a person? Well, L was always a big star to me. He was mm-hmm. al- he was already a huge star. So mm-hmm. it wasn't me having an opportunity in regards to me helping him out. It was uh-huh. him reaching down and helping me out. Okay. Um, and like whenever we go after mentors or other people, it's what's in it for them. You know, okay. I had to make it very advantageous to him. Okay. So what I had to do was dress everybody around him first. Okay. I dressed all the bodyguards, the big dudes, with the five X's who would never, nobody ever made anything fly for them. <laughs> so all of a sudden, they wearing it now, and they wearing it more, because you dress a little skinny kid with the funny mustache, right. you know, on the skateboard, he throwing it away a week later. Right. But you dress the big dude who can't get nothing, right. he wearing it for a year straight mm-hmm. after that. And then he always in front of the club or pushing somebody out the way. That's a walking billboard. Yeah, so after yeah. that, L was like, hey, yo, baby. Right. What's up with me? Nah, I didn't want to bother you, baby. I didn't want to bother you, but I got a couple shirts with you right now. You want to rock out? So I had to make it really fly for him, and then I went after. You always go after the local lead. I went after Ralph McDaniel. Wow. <coughs> Everybody I'm always wins. So sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm gonna make some shirts of love that time you Everybody always wondered. Was L a partner? Was he was he a partner? L wasn't a partner, he was our spokesperson who 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 uh who who got to partake in any profits afterwards. And it was cause he's a smart businessman. He was like, I don't wanna be around when the losses is there. I wanna only be around in the case of partnership. Like a royalty deal? Kinda like a royalty deal on the upside of stuff. And he and he that's why he went out and busted his ass and that's why obviously um we were very beneficial of that because after he wore it all right everybody wanted to wear it everybody wanted to rock out you know yeah now was fat form and russell involved at any point or did you ever try to get through because fat form was a company that fat form also existed first but russell came to us and was like hey man you know, I, I know the record business. I don't know this business that well. Right. And because Russell's a legend to me, you know, we um, right. we actually distribute his clothes in um in Europe, and then we hooked him up with the guy who would end up really helping him. So right. um so and then, and then we were obviously very happy about that. We always wanted to see other cats who were part of the world right. be able to benefit off of it. Right. You know, so so we would all because you know you know listen man, you can't stop anybody who already got dry. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you know you always want to be part of the bridge if you can. Mm. That's for all the haters out there who don't realize that. Right. Was there any rivalries amongst these these brands that were kind yeah. of competing for the same market? Absolutely. And you know, so we were able to really, you know, listen. Cross Colors and Calk and I broke ground for us. They inspired right. us. Right. They opened the door. We came in and took it to another level. And we came in right after they were slowing down a little bit. Right before Puff and Russell right. really got to blast. So we had a really good run at it. But when we really started to get going and they started to get going, of course, there's only limited space in any store for any brand, all right. All right? So of course, they would, there would be the rivalry. It wouldn't be a rivalry in the streets with us. We wouldn't right. have no issue. You know, we, right. we wasn't like y'all cats who'd be like, yo, man, East Coast, West Coast. You know, I ain't gonna be like, extra, extra large shirt, homie, back up. You know, I'm not, but, um, you know, but uh, of course, it was a friendly rivalry. I mean, right. I, I put, a, you know, I introduced, um, to a guy named Jeff Tweedy who runs his company uh-huh. um, because, uh, you know, I knew I couldn't take Jeff Tweedy on and I wanted him to help Puff. I didn't think Puff was going to be that hot. Mm. 
but again, you can't stop you can't stop people. But yeah, of course, it was always a friendly business. Yeah. I'm sure your businesses yeah. who who's selling more songs. This yeah, is my yeah. man, but right. he's killing right. it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or mm-hmm. my homie, or, or she's killing it. And it seemed that these brands, the brands you mentioned, they learned off of you guys because the partner stores weren't carrying like hip hop clothing right. until yeah. like tail end of the '90s, early 2000s. Because I had a clothing store. And right. I remember I had to, I went out of business once, locally it was Burdines, and then became Macy's. Wow. When they started carrying it, I couldn't even compete with those margins. So that's what happened. So, so first of all, a lot of those big stores wouldn't carry our brand. Right. Wow. I even heard something like, yo, there's four black guys on the hang tag, people gonna come and have shootouts, they're gonna start shoplifting. Wow. But a local store like you, we would support <coughs> always the local entrepreneur, because a local entrepreneur, they would tell, they were our ambassador, they would, they would, they would, as soon as they, they sell stuff in one week, they right. call back, I need more. Macy's are one of those big guys, they're gonna call back every quarter or whatever the case is. Right. But what they found out is like two years into it, they found out the, 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 the guys like you who had one store now had six. Right. And they were like, yo, we're missing the mark. And that's why they kind of let us, all of us kind of in at the same, around the same time. Cause they were like, we need this section because we can't have the kids Going down the block or staying in the hood and not coming here, so that's how you know. It's like everybody gets on everything. It's almost like what? What's cryptocurrency today and CBD right. today? Yeah. Everybody's gonna. It's gonna take a while to bubble, right. and then you know they're gonna they're gonna get on it. Now, what did Fubu ever do? Like, cause you see how like when Rockaway they sold like they said they sold it for like two hundred, three hundred million. Like, did Fubu ever sell? I, I we never sold. We never sold. So we never sold. We always we we still have the brand. Hence you guys revamping it. Yeah, so we know we never sold the brand. We sold we sold the territory of China and Japan, I think. No, China and Korea. That's just the territory. Sold it or that mean? Sold that. Sold it. That means we can't distribute in those just that those two. So areas. they can make the food. They can make it whatever as they much want. As they, want and they they purchase right. that only that specific area. Wow. And in that area, Fubu is more like a skate type of brand. Oh God. Yeah. yeah they reinterpret it a different way over there. You ever you ever look at that and be like you look at you know your product and see see like how, where it goes and be like because essentially it's like it's like an album it's like yeah. a, it's like how we make an album like after we give it to the world it's not ours no right. more yo I, I <laughs> never thought we would be more than maybe a a, a, a little clothing store yeah. where wow. all my friends and I you know we can all work together wow. and feed our families I never yeah. thought we'd have anything bigger than that what was the moment where you was like holy shit we here. Um, we had just opened a couple of stores in South Africa, and um, I remember I didn't go on that trip. Yeah, okay. Fubu stores in South Africa. Wow. I didn't go on that trip. Because okay. I always thought the first year pop, the second year pop, be like, yo, we're done year three. Right, we're right. done year four. Right. And right. it lasted probably about eight years, super hot, right? right. And I remember um, I didn't go on that trip. Uh, I had to do something else. And I remember mm. Mandela calling my partners. Okay, got that. Hold on, hold on. Hey, yo. Yo, straight up. That's one of my only Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. 
Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're into this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but, man, you know all those? By the time I leave here? Yeah, we're going to try to. Uh, yeah, try get the wheelchair. Get the wheelchair. The Colossus will be back. Wait, so Mandela calls you. He called my boys and they go and meet Mandela. And I never got to meet him. But I realized at that point, yeah, we're making some noise. Wow. Did you ever get to meet Tupac? Nah. Yeah, me neither. When he got super hot, I was uh, I was an East Coast dude. All right. And the only time I almost had gotten to meet him, I forgot. What happened? Oh, no. We were throwing a big party on the West Coast, I think, for, like, Lennox Lewis or somebody. And I was I was dressing, you know me, I was dressing everybody. All right. But all of a sudden, you know, a lot of East Coast cats, so I forgot if it was the Grammys or whatever. And I had to make a decision that I wouldn't allow right. um, death row. At the party, and um, just because we were dressing everybody, we didn't want the last. We want the thing to be heard that so, something happened at a fubu party, and that was the only time that um, I almost met him. Um, did you did Troy from Five Thousand and One um, work for, for fubu? Or was that no, a rumor? No, 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 oh, okay. he, no, no. Troy never. He actually <coughs> Troy did work for all of us in some sense because when we would do these seventh and sixth fashion shows that we never had an opportunity to do, mm-hmm. we would need somebody to make the clothes in a week. Right. And just front, like that was the new line coming out. Right. And Troy from 5001 would make all the clothes, and we'd be like, yo, that's a new line. And then right. we'd see who we get press off of, and then we'd run the line. We wouldn't actually be designing that line until we see right. how many times we get press off this one piece or that piece. And then we'd make, like I said, that capsule. Right. It's, it's like, um, <coughs> with me, right? It's like I got kind of like two different lives, right? I got the rapper life, love the rapper life, and now I have this afterlife. After rap, uh, uh, this podcast, like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're doing now, and often people always ask me, like, what, which, which one you like more? If you, what, which one you like more, the Shark Tank life or the Fubu life? Wow, the Shark Tank life. Okay, Shark okay. Tank. Life. Right, damn, you said that mad fast. Black like, ball. God damn, I, I thought you were gonna take some time with nah, this one. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I'll tell you why though. You know, because when 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 Fubu was really hot, I had 300, 400 employees, and then globally I had about twelve hundred. And I think we're supposed to make some noise for that. I think yeah. we're supposed to make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> and but you become a shrink. A shrink. You become oh, okay. a therapist. Okay, okay. When you said, I thought you said sh- if you I really, shrink. Yeah, you because a lot of you come from where like we've come from. Right, right. You've been, you've always, you've always been concerned with why you didn't get to make it where you thought you deserved. Right. Whether because you were a female, because mm-hmm. you were a person of color. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't have a, a regular education. Mm-hmm. So I would go out and I would want my employees to know if I had to fire them, I had to fire them. Or I had to give them an advance to give them an advance. But I wanted to know it was on the merit of who they were, not the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to hand it down to other uh, middle management because you don't know how they were going to convey your message. Mm-hmm. So you become a shrink, right? You, you mm-hmm. start to worry about why people are working or not working. Mm-hmm. Now, Shark Tank... I get to invest in other companies who 
they already were founded a year, two years, five years before they even met me. Ten years. What the company is saying. Those companies, right? Okay. I'm a I'm a minority uh, stakeholder. Okay. I get to just work and deal with you off your performance and the DNA that you had already set for your company was never my business. Okay. Also, I think that, you know, Shark Tank is one of the top shows watch um, kids and parents together. Mm. As one of the top shows watch on network kids five to 15 years old. Mm. And we don't often see people like us who are mm. successful and they didn't have this great education. Right. And they didn't go out in the streets and, and do some crazy shit. And if I can, if I can let, if, if the next Damon John, excuse me, not even Damon John, excuse me, if the next Oprah or Steve Jobs or Bill Gates is in their house in their little pajamas mm-hmm. eating some Cheerios watching mm-hmm. me on TV, mm-hmm. like I did my job, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that, and I don't have any inventory. Before I used to worry about moving a million pairs of jeans. Mm-hmm. Now my inventory is right here and right here, right here. Right. That's my inventory. And um, you're in a food company right now, right? Food company? Yeah. Al Bubba Baker's Boneless Ribs. I got that one. <laughs> right, right. That's, a, that's a tongue twister. Right, right, right. You try that after three more. Those okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, so, was it ever, like, an investment? But you can't brush over, okay. like, the beginning of Shark Tank. Like, I want to know, like, oh, yes. how does that whole show even start? Like, it was Mark Cuban's out there? No, no, no. Mark Burnett. Oh, Mark Burnett. Okay. Produced like he got yeah, yeah. Survivor Apprentice, all yeah. that, and it was already a number one show in Japan, in uh. London, and Canada. It's called Dragons Den, oh. and they and they brought the format over here. It's a Sony format. They brought oh. it over here. Mark is a Brit, so he loved it already from London. Right, and then he brought the show over here and renamed the Shark Tank because I think mm. they had it in another country. I think Australia at first. They had it under Dragons Den. And nobody knew what the hell a dragon was right. in that country. And if you would have brought it here and named it Dragons then, it was already hard enough to name a Shark Tank. Yeah, I think you're watching Game of Thrones or some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so absolutely, that's how I started. They called me up. They saw me, I think, on uh, Donnie Deutsch or CNBC or MSNBC talking about business. And they were like, yo, you know, this guy knows how to break down a pitch. He has a couple of bucks. He's an investor. I want him on the show. Right. Again, something else like FUBU that I thought would never work. Right. Wow. So, uh, would never work. So uh, they approach you with this idea. Now, do you guys shoot a pilot first, or you guys go straight into the season? Now we go to shoot the pilot. Okay. But first, they tell me I can't be on any other show, and I already promised the Kardashians I'd be on their show. Mm-hmm. So I told them no, I wouldn't do it. And then I get, uh, uh, then all of a sudden, the producer of the Kardashians is like, "Yo, we don't want you in the show no more. You don't really appeal to the people, you know, that we're trying to <coughs> get the hell out of." So you get cut out the Kardashians. However, you know what I found out? Uh-huh. Chloe found out that I was going to turn down Shark Tank because of her. Oh. And then she said she would never get in my way. Oh, let's make some noise so, for Chloe. God damn it. it. I think that's noise and awe. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh. Oh. That, that was a sweet story, man. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear, to hear a, a person like you of your stature come on here and speak, you know, uh, uh, positivity towards that way. Because I just don't hear it. Often. I don't know. I mean, listen. There's, there's screwed up people out here, and they, they, you know, there's a lot of foul people out here. Right. But um, but you got to give it up when you know somebody's doing it the right way. Right. You know, and, and Chris Jenner's doing it the right way, and mm-hmm. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't mad at them. You know, they getting their paper. You know, why, why are we getting mad at them? Right. Exactly. You have an opinion on Kanye and like sometimes his thoughts being out of this world? You know, not really. Um, I think right. that. 
you know, he, I think he's already said everything he needs to say about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotionally, he goes through it. Uh, I think the man's a genius. Um, I think, has he said some wrong stuff that I've been offended at? Absolutely. Right. But you know what? If the cameras were on me all the time, of course. I said some wrong stuff too, right? Right, but but I'm not one of the biggest stars in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, he's his own. You got a motivational album coming up? I got a motivational track. I got like it's almost like spoken word. I do a couple of speeches and oh, people wow. score them. I'm not gonna insult true artists and, and stuff and, like that. And, and it's you. That's me. I'm doing my speech because you know what I, I think. I think a lot of times when I'm when I'm doing the tracks, like I, when I when I do these speaking engagements, if you hear it once, you've heard it a million times. To me, mm. but I remember I was driving down the street one day. It was MLK's birthday, and I heard obviously one of the greatest speeches that ever been written. Mm-hmm. But somebody did some crazy beat to it, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can hear that Martin Luther King speech on the treadmill, mm-hmm. on the train when I'm driving the car. Mm-hmm. It's getting me amped. Whenever you inspiration, doing a killer that right. day. So. I gave a bunch of producers my, a lot of my speeches, and it's obviously never going to compare to, to MLK, but um, they put some stuff together and, and, and just started getting good responses. And people were like, and I give them away with my books, or you know, I let people, people purchase them, whatever the case is, right. but I always wanted to add more than just my books, you know? Now, Obama appointed you the brand ambassador? Yeah, Obama uh, appointed me um, presidential ambassador of global entrepreneurship. Okay, so, but how did this wow. happen? They, they, did he call your phone and did you hang up when you say it's Obama? Because he's like, come on, nigga, Obama. No, I was like, come on, Obama, you right. I, I wish I could play big time like that. It was his man's man, man's man who called me. And was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> man's removed. It wasn't, it, wasn't you down. it wasn't you down, but I did get to go with him to uh, Kenya. I went with him to Cuba. Oh. I went with him to another conference. Um, and um, yeah, in, in California, and mm. my job as a presidential ambassador is to let people understand that they can pick up their iPhone and make a million dollars, or or if you're in Kenya, you need only twenty five dollars a month to keep the lights on. If oh. if, if we can sh- uh, show you what entrepreneurship is and how to how to do it, mm. then domestic violence is going to go down. Right. Mm-hmm. If you need twenty five dollars a month, like if your wife keeps telling you, "Listen, I need money to take care of the baby, take whatever the case is," and you and you stress, you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. A lot of things gonna happen. And then also, the the people are gonna prey off of you. They're gonna be like, "Yo," just like they do, whether it's in a gang in New York City or in California. Yeah. It's like, "Yo, you need some money? Take this and go down a block and do this for me." Mm-hmm. They're gonna do that too to other people, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you show people there's real ways to make money, then they don't become liabilities. They become taxpayers. They become mentors in the community. We see it happen all the time. So that was my job globally to to, uh, to do that for the President Obama. Uh, and, and so you 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 but you got to meet him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He traveled no, with him. Yeah, yeah, I traveled with him. You didn't get to smoke a blunt with him, not like that. Nah, nah, nah. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. But now you're the brand ambassador of Spotify too. How you get music money as well? No, yeah. Spotify. Yeah, no, Shopify. Oh, yeah, Shopify. Spotify. Oh shit. That's Jump Jump Facts. Jump facts. Jump facts. I, 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 but that's I think it's how I But Shopify is a platform Anybody has, have something When they're trying to sell something uh, That's a, that's like their own store Shopify They can open up Yeah, yeah Shopify Holy shit You are just getting money From everywhere Do you Like um, How, how, how the Because how like, they say a, a millionaire Has to have seven uh, Different forms of, in, uh, is, of income is, is that something you agree with? 
Yeah, I mean, I do. I I, uh-huh. I don't ever count on like what's the seven. Right. I, I always say, how are we maximizing what we're currently doing here? Mm. You know. So, um, I'll give you an example. Like, if the books are doing really well, then I'm gonna come out with the curriculum that follows up mm. with the books. Then I'm mm. gonna also put the tracks to follow up with right. the books. I'm right. gonna do hopefully some kind of doc or show off of it. Right. And then you know I may do one or other or other two things off of it. Right. But we're gonna try to maximize. No, you know, nigga, this is open. That that, that <laughs> brand. So I'm trying to say, but don't don't forget we have some future entrepreneurs. I'll, here. Take, I'll, take, some white, I'll take some of the white. I'll take some the white over there. Okay, well, no problem. They both white. They both white. But goddamn it, look, we are celebrating. Yeah, I used to like. This is something that I've been working on personally, right? Uh, I didn't want to go to anybody for help because I just wanted to do it on my own, just like a, like a record deal. So, you got it, Diego? So, what I proposed is this. I wanted to come out with my own sneaker line, right? My own, my very own. Mm-hmm. That's my prototype. That's my very own. These are called the Hamptons. Bam! Because mm. this is what you want to now. It's not going to be black. It's gonna be white because in Hamptons, you know the Hamptons, that's yeah, our yeah, version yeah. of Malibu, right? So, but it doesn't stop here. This is obviously a Nori pair of sneakers, but I wanna be like the first company, I wanna be Nike. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I wanna give I wanna give everybody who's not gonna give people a, a deal, but who has hundreds of thousands of fans, right, right, right. Uh, um, uh, like, like, like a Jim Jones. I don't see Jim Jones ever in a, it will be in a, uh, in a Nike meeting or right. with New Balance. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If, what if I give Jim Jones his own sneakers under my brand? Yeah, I like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like label deals in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I imp- would, I would like be imprint. Like an imprint. Yeah, yeah, like an imprint. Like, do you think that could exist in this day and time? Hundred percent. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But you know, the, the question is going to be, you know, how how are you going to do that, right? Like, how mm-hmm. are you going to set up the supply chain? Okay. And who's going to fund that supply chain? Okay. Because you look at it today, if you look at the sneaker, uh-huh. you know, sneakers are on like, they're not like t-shirts. Right. A t-shirt, we can we can all put, you, you can put obviously something on the t-shirt and, uh-huh. it, and it really means a lot to people because they uh, follow you. Put Tupac, there you Tupac go. passport on There you go, right? Uh-huh. You can make that t-shirt uh-huh. in two days. Uh-huh. You can go print it and ship uh-huh. it over to you. Uh-huh. That, you can't. Right. That's going to take 90 days. Right. You don't know if you can customize it, and right. then your inventory is going to be massive because how many eights, eight and a half, nines yeah. against colors? So now you got to look at how much inventory you're going to have to have, and that okay. can suck up a lot of cash because the mm. more inventory you have, the more you got to pay for warehousing and mm. quality control. And if you put out this, because we all know the sneaker crowd, mm-hmm. if this sneaker is hot for 90 days or one season mm-hmm. and it gets cold, now if you pay whatever, $30 a, p- uh, a unit, mm. and you got $3 million worth of units in your warehouse, if it don't become a collector's item, then when mm. you go and try to sell them, people ain't gonna pay the normal price they pay for it. They're gonna pay half mm. the price. Mm. So you just gotta really s- uh, set up the supply chain in the right. right way where you can deliver it faster to people right. in a timely like manner. My idea was, I, instead of me coming out with one, 
I wanted to come out with three at a time. I wanted to right. come out with the Nori, yeah. the, like a, a Jim Jones and a Bad Joe. Right, 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 right. Right. So this way, so this way, I, I cool. I'm putting all the revenue into it. I'm, I'm buying for everything, but no one knows. It's all under one company, but no one knows who owns this company or whatever the company is. But I got Bad Joe out on in the Bronx promoting. I got Jim Jones in Miami, and I'm in LA or something like that. So, so the flip side and the best way to do that because you have such a great relationship with them, and they have such a great relationship with their audience. Mm-hmm. Is it's a pre-order situation? Exactly, that's what I was thinking. You, you got well, yeah, so don't even it. don't even make the product until we get the don't, actual orders. Don't make it until, but but you have to have a customer who's ready to wait for ninety days. And they're all maybe mm-hmm. limited edition. Yeah, you, you know, say, listen, yeah. we only yeah. rocking out with right. five thousand or two thousand. You already know your loss if it goes that route. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not gonna have a loss because. The, you know, now you just got to be yeah, able to make yeah, sure right, your production's right, right. good because you already got advances right, on pre-selling. Right. right. Now, now here was a, here was a, um, I, I now this is all serious. Like I'm not even none, none of this was I was like playing around with. Yeah. But um, one of the things I was going, I'm go, actually going to LA this Wednesday is. I got this all done in China, right? Mm-hmm. I had to go to China because I didn't know no other route, and I didn't. I didn't want no help to tell you the truth. I just, I wanted to do something one hundred percent on my own, like, right. like for real. And Ray from A and Nine helped me, you know what I'm saying? Right. But no, but not with no money though. I, everything was on me. So what I thought about it was, I had uh, running with um, Kanye, and I'm supposed to meet with Kanye this week. And I think he thinks I'm going to meet with him for drink champs. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I want to meet with him is for, yo, listen, I want to pay you the same shit I was going to pay China mm-hmm. to make my sneaker. I just want to make it here. Would, would that make a difference? If it's American made and um, it's, it's made in Calabasas <coughs> or some shit as opposed to, to China? Uh, yeah, it is. But the pricing may be different because uh, we don't even know if they have factory, too many factories set up here right. to, make, to make footwear. Mm. You know, technology sometimes is better in those areas. Or you can mm. get components made. You can say, I'm going to make the sole over there, and right. you're going to make the upper over here. Right. You know, but, you know, when you want to really make those sneakers, you know, like those, they, they're, mm. they're like car builders who make those sneakers. Like, we mm. own the brand Etonic, and it takes mm. us a long time to make a pair of sneakers. Etonic the sneakers? Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Wow. I didn't know it that. Etonic is still out? Yeah. That's still we, we bought it about um, six years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got that. You know about Italian like? Oh no, I do. I do actually. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say I don't, but I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So now Shark Tank, right? Dun, 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 dun. They come to you with this idea. Yeah. And I imagine one of the things that could have been a turn off at first is they saying you invest into your, your own money. Do you? Is all that day? Because <laughs> you had to all say. Day. You had to say. Do that's I? What I, that's <laughs> what I. No, I, I want to understand. It doesn't make sense to me the financials of that. How does that work? Like, there's no match. Processing it, the production, nothing. If, if, if they were, if, AB, if I was spending ABC money, everybody in this room have a deal. Because right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Pookie, really Pookie be on the show. Pookie, what you need? A million not enough, baby. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking maybe it's a match situation. Ain't you, no match, nothing. <laughs> right, right. So that's what I'm asking. Get me hot over here. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm asking. Get me one of them. Nah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Give them one. Listen, listen. Now, this is what I'm asking you. So when they approach you, they say we're gonna make a show and you using your own money, like. And I thought these dudes was crazy. I thought they were out of their mind. But it was it was 08 when they approached me. Mm-hmm. I had ten brands. Mm-hmm. And eight of my brands were dead. But nobody mm-hmm. was buying. When people in 08 couldn't pay their mortgage, the last thing they was doing was buying a new T-shirt or sneakers. They right, wore right. jeans. They right. wear their jeans forever. Right. And um, I was like, yo, I'm only getting pitched other clothing companies mm-hmm. because, you know, when people think who we just started, they think you know nothing else. Right. And I was like, but yo, the skill set that I have is not 
making clothes. The skill set I have is selling product. So I want to be mm. able to go to a department store and say, yo, you know me already. You know I'm in the men's section. But I got some lotions that I can take. Can I take some real estate up in the lotion area, in wow. the bedding, in the kitchen area? So I said, I'm going to be able to diversify my portfolio. Mm-hmm. So let me go on the show. And that was the main reason I did the show. Wow. Are the, are the different people that pitch, is there a vetting system that makes sure that, you know, they're just, they're just not full of shit completely? That Yeah, so, but the vetting system has changed, right? You know, like, um, so I think there's 40,000 applicants online for the show. I think that they they end up narrowing it down to 1,000. They see see them in outside castings, or we don't know anything about them, or they'll... They'll 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 see him on the news like you know little Timmy goes lemonade stand right. you know whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then then they'll bring us on and we'll finally see two hundred people and only I think a hundred will air. Wow! And um, but the vetting process has changed over the years. The sharks have gotten smarter and the casting directors gotten smarter. It's like right. we're doing production in here right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of smart people in here who can walk me around the block ten times when I'm talking about angles, cameras, and equipment. However, the first season, when Cass was talking to us and they were like, yo, doing about $30 million in sales and I got one employee, the casting director was a casting director. Uh. They didn't know to ask the question like, so yo, where are you selling crack? Right. <laughs> what block you got hot right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, but after seeing all these pictures, just like America has gotten smarter and find out what the word royalties is and margin and distribution, the casting directors after seeing hundreds of pictures, now you go to them, they sound like me, Kevin O'Leary. They, you know, they they're like, yeah, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so so that's the real deal. And and the show, you see eight minutes of a. Two hour pitch. Oh, really? Yeah, the pitch is two hours, Mm. and it takes us anywhere from six to nine months to close the deals. And we and we and and we generally close about eighty percent of the deals you see us do. Mm. Mm. Have you ever um, passed on something that uh, you was like, "Fuck"? You know what? At first couple of years, I I, I thought like that, Mm -hmm. right? And then I'll tell you what happened. Lori, this guy walks in, falls on the ground as part of the skit. He gets up. He has this little pin that he puts his glasses in. And he says, I got this pin. It's $10. You put your glasses in it, and you can put it on all your shirts. I was like, it's garbage, because I've been putting holes in my shirts there. Tommy Hilfiger been doing that. I mean, not Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy Bahama. I'm like, yo, that's never going to work. <laughs> Laurie goes off and does a $7 million in sales in that stupid ass pin. <laughs> and you know what I realized? <coughs> She's been selling reading glasses for 15 years on her show. She had millions of people that mess with her because of reading glasses. Right. Wow. And that's who she sold it to. So I realized that chasing money like that is like back in the days when I was trying to chase that car game. Right. If I don't have the customer, I don't know the business. Mm-hmm. How do I know if it's gonna sell? Mm. And that's why I'm doing really good in baby back ribs. Because mm. I know baby back ribs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Is there anything that you invested in that, that uh, you personally believed in that it didn't work? Yeah, every, every single thing that has failed. Oh, wow. But I just generally don't, I don't talk about the entrepreneur and why it's failed because a lot of times entrepreneurs are going through a different stage. Like, um, it may not be working right now, and then two or three years later, it may pop. Mm. But I've learned. I, mean, I was behind the camera with Fubu for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that if I go out and say 
well, yo, this entrepreneur sucked and this company sucked. Right. That person may not get an investment or a job later on for various different reasons because my 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 words bring them up to the top of a search. Mm. So, um, and most of the time, entrepreneurs who have done wrong by us, they don't have bad intent. Right. They just don't have enough knowledge, and they go out there and do wrong things. Right. You know, because right. some of them think, listen, I got five, and it didn't happen to me, but it happened to one of my guys. They, I think, he said he invested five hundred thousand dollars. A woman went off and paid off all her bills. And bought herself a new car Now She didn't intend to steal But her theory was Listen I'm paying interest On all these bills All this credit Let me pay that down And how I'm gonna get around With this old piece of shit car I got Wow But in theory It was the wrong thing to do For the business Of course Yeah So You know It's pretty hard when 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 you're in business Dealing with a lot of different Personalities Egos You know is it every anything that you ever like invested in that you didn't believe in personally? Like you said, like I, I, but I can see there's other people that will fuck with this. Like, like, like for instance, if I was to invest, like I will give you a better example. I know for a fact Nas don't eat pork, but if you go to his restaurant, Sweet Chick, it's a lot of pork on that menu. Right, right, right. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's like he he don't believe in that part of it, but he. Um, is there something like that? Yeah, the two guys, they have a company called Bomba's Socks. And um, I like the guys personally. <laughs> but the socks is trash? But the socks, I was like, no, the socks themselves are good, but I was like, yo, I got a million dollars worth of old football socks in the warehouse. Right. You wear them, nobody can tell what you're wearing because exactly. it's on your feet. <laughs> they in buckets at $5 a piece at the store. This shit is never going to work. Exactly. Wow. They doing a hundred million dollars a year now. A year in socks. Direct sales to the to the to the customer. Wow. And the best thing about them is they're the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. But every time you buy a pair of socks, they donate a pair to the homeless shelter because that's one of the biggest challenges right. the homeless have or complaints they have. Right. And they proven that you can take anything in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you do it the right way, listen, at the end of the day, I should have known better. I just mm-hmm. made a T-shirt. I didn't put three sleeves on a T-shirt. Right. They made a sock. Right. One of the biggest companies in the world today is something that sells a sugary, sugary, bubbly water. Mm-hmm. It ain't another heart valve they're selling. Right. Simplicity is some of the best things ever to sell people. So all these people out here trying to create, you know, this next heart valve, right. sometimes they should think about the simplistic things that everybody can acquire every single day. Right. We want to try to do a tiger bone, but I want I got another question. Tiger bone, we need to. I want to hear these right. pitch. They, they pitch. What's that tiger okay. bone? Go ahead. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. All right. So look, let me ask you something. Right, when you see these big companies like uh, um, uh, Gucci hiring uh, a Dapper Dan, and then a Louis Vuitton hiring like a uh, a Virgil, like is that something that you ever wanted to like like to do like with one of these higher end brands and like. Like a, yeah, I would design um, a Rolex Fubu watch. Yeah, I mean, I think. It, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I right. think that. Um, That'd be dope. If I felt that, Damn, I just said some fly shit. I didn't even know, know how fly that was. I just said. I'm, my, bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. But go ahead, continue. No, yeah. absolutely. If I think that it, I think it made sense, and I think that it could be authentic. <coughs> yeah, if they if they just slap somebody's name on it, then it's not gonna happen. But the way they mess with Dapper, they letting Dapper be <coughs> Dapper Dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? We've seen brands that haven't worked. Right, because they slap some name on it. Right, um, but no, absolutely, yeah. If it, if it was something that was well, sexy, well, to it would be sense. something that was you, you would be looking forward to. Like if someone called you, some of you, I, it would have to be brands I support. So I love, I love Y three, um, Tom Ford, but he's too talented for me, man. Oh, you know, Tom, you know, Tom runs circles around me, but right. I, I love Tom Ford. Um, right. 
Um, let me see. Who? YXL. Yeah, I said Y three. Puma definitely. I'm already Y three and YXL is not the same thing, right? No, he wasn't. Oh. East Saint Laurent. Okay, oh, yeah. You mean East Saint Laurent? Y three. Y three. That's not East Saint Laurent. That's Adidas. Uh, high in the line. High in the line. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. You put yeah. me on. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. But I definitely know. watch brands. Um, of course. Yeah. Like you ever like you ever seen like um. Uh, the cars, like they, they're like the they yeah, have they, like like the Eddie Bauer edition, yeah, yeah, yeah edition like that. Yeah, yeah. so you know, I would love. And artists have done, didn't Jay do something? G wagons and stuff like that. Um, I could have sworn there's been artists that have had some signature vehicle thing. No, I'm I don't think sure. vehicle. I don't think we have. I vehicle. think so. I think man. Jay designed a Hublot or something like that, and he designed like. Were you right. gonna do something with Pit? Pitbull. What, what what about with Pit? No, you were gonna do something with him though, right? Yeah, that's my brother. We've done a lot together. That's my that's my man. Oh, y'all did stuff together. Yeah, oh, okay. we've worked, worked together. We still have a working relationship. You know, I think he's, um, again, like you were talking to me about artists and people that I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, the same, the same, you know, L, Pitt, and Kardashians have the same exact model. Lennox Lewis, they, mm-hmm. they wake up before everybody. They go to sleep after everybody. They overanalyze their customer. They think outside the box. They don't get related with too many things, they're super particular, and they're they're they're, they're extremely well versed business people. Mm. So um, you know you know when you know them. You know you know you know when you know those type of people. I think you'll mm. feel that way about Mister Lee when you talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm ready. Now, now one thing that uh, before we because this is the second part of the show, we got we're gonna get it. But one thing that I wanted to ask you because um, you're a black man, I'm a black man. Uh, you're from Queens, I'm from Queens. Uh, my my wife is Latino. You know what I'm saying, and your wife is is is, is white. Right. Have you ever like received any type of criticism for that because of, because of the whole for us by us you know yeah. thing and like people try to like you know yeah, yeah you know it's a funny thing. Um, I posted a picture of her for a birthday or a wedding photos and ninety five percent of the comments were extremely positive. We've been together. I'm um, 12 years, have a, have a three-year-old little baby girl, and um, um, but but you know I, I was always surprised at the negative comments because the negative comments came from people of color, like always. And um, it's funny, you know, you really know my history. My history is that my father left when I was 10. Mm. Um, my stepfather came into my life, or I call him my stepfather, happens to be of the Jewish faith. Mm. His and, and it had nothing to do with this whole thing in Fubu in, in South Africa, but uh, his his brother was the lead uh, attorney over here in America for helping to free Mandela. Mm. Um, and he always told me one thing. He always said, you know, David, always be pro-black, but never anti anything else. That's real. And um, I learned something about him. I love. I learned that love doesn't come in a color or agenda. And I learned that white people are just as fucked up as all of us, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they have the same problems, the same challenges. Mm-hmm. So my first wife is Dominican. Mm-hmm. I've dated a lot of uh, females of all colors and races and religions. And when I found that, that people, people, they're so busy trying to fight to avoid racism, prejudice, and things of that nature, but they're becoming the person they're trying to fight against. Mm. And... And I was fascinated, not because, I was fascinated, you know why I was fascinated? I was because, why does that person care about who I love? Mm. And every single thing, every time change has happened in our country, and most likely the world, it took people of all colors. Yes. Right, there was a lot of people of all every, colors. Every, every march that Martin Luther um, had, there was white people with him in those marches. 
But then again, I'm trying to be the optimistic person. I think the people that don't have access to people of other colors and cultures don't know what they don't know. So whether you're carrying a tiki torch mm. down in Charlottesville or whatever the case is, or you're hating on me online because the person that 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 I happen to love who has now a half-colored, a child of color with them. All right. All right. And they're sitting there yelling at me, and I'm going, do you think that she ain't been called a nigga lover? Right. You know what she's been through as well right. And no do you want that to happen You're like we're in a room here and there's a whole bunch of people A lot of color here yep. And you probably work with them because they're the best And they work with you because they believe you're the best right. What the hell does who I fuck got to do with anything Yep, I agree so, with you So I always find it fascinating And I learned from the people in the army When they said do I really care who that man or woman prays to God Or who they have right. sex with when I'm on the front line And I need right. them to have my back So I find it fascinating Don't try, don't hate something and become the thing That you hate that's real shit. You know, so. Absolutely. That's real shit because, like, um, I, I got I got six children, most, um, five Congratulations, of them. Congratulations, brother. Five of them are, you know, I want to say mostly black. Multi-black? <laughs> 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 mostly. Black? mostly. Then, you said mostly? You mostly black? I mean, I don't know, because, you know, my, my new wife, she's very light-skinned. Like, she's very, and people get that misconstrued. I mean, there are black Latinos. So yeah, but what I'm saying is, and um, I understand that. The thing is, you fall in love with who the fuck you fall in love with. You should never have to explain that or, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I see human being. And then I see asshole after that. <laughs> and then I see your race. So I see you as a human, and then I see you as a person, and then I see your race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, if you're a great person... I probably don't it probably what is it, it's probably your race probably won't matter yeah. it, does, it just doesn't you know, it's it's yeah but if you're a dick <laughs> if you're a dick if, if your race don't matter neither you know what I'm saying you're just a dick you know what Listen, I'm saying you also you know even forgetting having to be you know in talking about an intimate relationship you expand you, you expand your network and your access to things when you work with people of all colors. Absolutely. Yes. Isn't that the whole issue we say that Gucci's having a challenge with? Right. I mean, so when you're open to everybody, like we all we listen, man, I'm not trying to be all all, all warm and fuzzy, but we got, we got we got more things we got more things all over the world in common than we have against each right. other, right? Right. We just wanna feed our families right. and know that we don't get judged prematurely. That's right. some shit we can do. And work right. hard. It's it's just like it's just like you know when I go through the airport, like now like with the Gucci thing and you know with the Trump thing, it's like I get nervous immediately when I see somebody with a Trump hat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because I, I know they might play for the other side. I know they might not. They might not fuck with me. I get. It. I, you know what I'm saying? Like so, I immediately just you know what I'm saying. But when you see like I, I remember like uh, EFN, um, we came and me to Russia. At one time, and it and it was crazy because me and Efren we had to deal with this. Um, it was somebody came um they picked us up in Russia, mm-hmm. and they got buttons on their shirt, and it says Russians against racism. Now you know where you at if mm-hmm. they got to wear that on a motherfucking shirt. Yeah. Like we was dead meat. Mm-hmm. Like this is how racist they were. We encountered run. it. We encountered it. Look at how racist they were. This is how you know that racist they is when they didn't even look at me in my face. Like at least look at me in my face and be like, "Fuck you!" Like they look, they looked away. Like they was like, "Oh shit, nigga!" Mm. <laughs> Just like I was like, "Oh shit, let's hurry up!" Your ear friend, we separated for like five minutes. I panicked. I was like, "Where is he Yo, you know where is he You don't remember? Yeah, you know, and this is like when the phones, like, like they, they didn't know how to like connect to overseas. We got in the Moscow airport. In the Moscow airport, mm. yo, I mean. 
So I mean It's real life shit You know um, That happens So when you see Like I, I follow you on Instagram And I got to see Your, your daughter playing With a biracial uh, Baby doll Yeah yeah And And um, I thought that was dope because I mean you gotta spread that you gotta spread what happens you gotta spread you know who you fall in love with is, is your business right. you know right. what I'm saying but you shouldn't hide that at all no, that's exactly all, you, you you be who the hell, how you wanna be and continue and continue to do that you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying we, because because um uh, uh, Dr. Trey got a, a white wife isn't she white who Dr. Trey no She's mixed. Was she, she white? But she yeah. white though. No, she's mixed. Uh, he said she's mixed. But what? It ain't nothing wrong. I mean, like, listen, man. As long as we, because sooner or later, we all gonna be one race. We keep fucking each other. I'm just. <laughs> we all gonna be one race anyway. It's gonna be called Oak, nigga. That's what the new race is gonna be. You know what I'm saying? So hold on, we're gonna take a break because um we're gonna take a bathroom break. Yeah, we, we should let them do And the then we're gonna let, let them do their pitch. Alright, cool, cool. Hold on, let me go to take a bathroom. Cut, cut, cut. Do you need to mic them guys? Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time. We hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We back like a halftime ref, your boy N-O-R-E. Yeah, fans. Um, shit, man. Shit's going down. Before we get into these pitches, because I'm think, excited for these pitches. I think the integrity of the show is going to go right out the window no, no, right no, now. No, no, no. I think there's a billion <laughs> dollar deal <laughs> waiting to happen. But we're going to be a shark, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm going to be honest. I'm investing. If, if I'm investing in money, it. it's going to be my, my money out of the Monopoly money. For my kids, Monopoly, because <laughs> I don't trust either one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we get into that, I want to get—I want to ask about uh, Damon on Demand. Yeah. Now, now, what is that? And how could the consumers and the people be a part of it? So, so Damon on Demand is as I was talking about my books. I have a, di- a digital curriculum. Mm-hmm. And um, it's eight hours of uh, basically all the things you need to know about starting a business. How do you get funding? Mm-hmm. Who's your target audience? And all those things you need. What do you do when you go to the bank? When mm-hmm. do you need funding? Because mm-hmm. the main reason why small businesses and startups fail is actually overfunding. They raise too much money too quick. Mm-hmm. They'll sit there and say, you know what? I want to open up a bakery because my, my grandmother's uh, cupcakes was the best in, in town and I'm going to open up a bakery. I'm going to go get $100,000 and I'm going to open up a bakery. But they never sell a cupcake ever. 
Right? Mm-hmm. So they go and open up a bakery. They got the register. Look like a damn cupcake. The couch looks like a cupcake. They got a whole... Everything looks like a cupcake. They never sold a cupcake, though. Right. <laughs> then they got software, the bad software. Now, every time they open up and they try to sell a cupcake, the little kid, every time he sells a cupcake, he sticks the other one in his pocket. They find out that, uh, you know, there's a little kid in the preschool or down the block that got a peanut allergy. They got to close off half a block for. Mm. And they find out there's a little grandmother that work in the church that she sell cupcakes like crack every week. Right. right. Now they got a $100,000 loan and they haven't figured out how to move their business. Mm. You see, because when you start a business or whether, you, whether you're in the music business, whether you're in the podcast business, you got to build a customer base first. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't, money only highlights your weaknesses. If you mm. got crappy advertising, then go buy a million dollars worth of more crappy advertising. Mm. You got shit ass shirts you go buy more inventory of shitty-ass shirts. Mm. So that's what usually happens because people think that money is, a, is the solution when it's really building an audience mm. and people who are going to go out and fight for you, the LL who's going to put your name in the Gap ad, right. the, the, the people that used to come from Detroit to Queens, to my right. shitty house in Queens, and go back to Detroit and be like, yo, I'm the FUBU dude or I'm the FUBU girl in Detroit. Mm. Right? You need that army. The same as the people mm. who are listening right now. Mm-hmm. Those people become smarter every day after they listen to the podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they share it, that information. They're the smartest person at the water cooler Monday morning. Mm. So that's what Damon On Demand is showing you how to navigate and go through those mistakes. But it's not something you just watch. It's on a computer. Mm. So what happens is you fill out a you you fill out things. So it's just like yo, you just took this test. Do you need this funding for this or that? If you say no and it's supposed to be yes, it kicks you back to make you start all over again because it's repetition. Oh, so right? it sinks in. It sinks in. Right. 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 You start to learn the mistakes. You don't just go, oh, yo, I, I read the book. I'm mm. done. Because you may have interpreted that book wrong a hundred different ways. Right. Wrong, right. too. It kicks you back. And so so I'm, I'm going to end up, we're going to do something together where we give people a special access code, mm. not only for checking us out here. Okay. And we just, we just want to empower people. Now let's make some noise for that, man. Thank Now again, we're Let's so. Make some noise for how many? Those are called blunts. Yes. yes. Let's make some noise for how many blunts that man I totally don't know what's going on right now. I'm totally. I just know that we 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 were big fans of Shark Tank. Huge fans, yeah. We was trying to create Drink Tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Champ Tank. Or Champ Tank. Uh-huh. It didn't work out like that. Right. But we did say, you know what, we're going to bring two of our craziest Two members, of our brightest? Brightest. I should have said brightest. I'm so sorry. He's setting him up for failure. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Haitian guy first. Oh, really? The Haitian guy first? Stop what I say. Stop what I say. I No, 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 no. We got a place for you. You're mic'd up. You were mic'd up, buddy. I got to stand right here. Yeah. Tank. Oh, yeah. Okay, you gotta say your name and where you from. Sunny D T I live right here in my Ooh. <laughs> God damn, you caught me. You heard me. Yes. I got an idea. It's a little Hold on. He asks you the questions. Oh, he asked the question. No, he has to pitch the okay. okay. We don't even know what this is. I thought you were gonna say it with me. Alright. Okay. Hey man. <laughs> What's your idea, brother? <laughs> what is the idea? is a simple idea. Mm. A concept of. Mm. It's kind of like an Uber. Ooh. But it's um. But it's Uber. <laughs> 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 Listen, 
a dog walking Uber. Mm. I think that, that might exist. Travel with their yeah, dogs. Oh. No matter what city, anywhere in the world you are, you hit the Uber, and there's already someone there that is ready to walk your dog and leave you at your hotel. I think that exists. I think that exists. I don't know that it exists. I don't think so. I haven't seen I it. I think it does. Oh, if it does exist, yeah. 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 get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but like I said, like I said, man, t-shirts existed. Yeah, you go. Look at that. Right. It's just how, right. how you gonna how you gonna build it. It's not a bad idea, right? You're gonna create a better mousetrap, but how are you gonna build it? Well, I haven't thought about all that yet. See, now that's what you fucked up. See, that's what you Well, you speak Creole, so you got two languages Creole you people. Uh, listen, man, this thing is. Creole Walker? It's, a, it's like you said, it already exists. It's called WAG, so they speak the languages in every other country. You gotta go back to the lab. Yeah, you should walk cats. There you go. Freedom. But I'm Mr. Lee, I'm from New York, but I live in Manhattan. Manhattan? <laughs> I'm from New York, but I live in Manhattan. Manhattan, Florida? Right now, I'm no, thinking Miami. Right now. Oh, so my video is in it's for the Latins, guys. Oh, for the Latins! <laughs> okay. You see how a lot of Latinos, like guys, they're doing their eyebrows now? <laughs> You yeah. guess or you get your eyebrows done? No, I don't get my eyebrows done. Carlita does. Uh, oh, that's true, that's true. Puerto Ricans get their eyebrows done. Puerto Ricans do their eyebrows. So I was like, you know, why don't I come up with, with something that they can, you know, for guys to come in? Like, girls go to the barbers. I mean, go to the beauty parlor. They do, they get their hair done, they get their eyebrows done. So I said, they used to do it for the Latinos, for the guys. So, so, so is the purpose that you feel a guy doesn't want to really go into the shop? Oh, and he wants to do it at home, so a simple way so he's not looking feminine when he's doing it? Yeah. I, well, I, 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 don't I really don't think that's what he meant. Did you mean <laughs> yeah. that? I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with I'm, it. I'm assuming that because I, I would think as a guy, I want to go into the shop, right? right. But, um... I mean, some of them are embarrassed to go to the shop. No, but in Puerto Rico, in, 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 in his defense, in Puerto Rico, if you go to a barber shop, that's one of the first things they, they do. They automatically They automatically yeah. go to your eyebrows. Okay, so you want to do it at home? They're literally like coming to your house yeah, and yeah. do it like at your house. Oh, they do it yeah. at your crib. Oh, yeah. so you really meant okay. I think that's a good idea, brother. Yeah. I do. But what's, how are you gonna start it? I mean, that's just no. no. <laughs> what's the name of your business? <laughs> I have my own job. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lee, what's, what's the name of this business? I Lee's eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> eyebrow what? Eyebrows <laughs> and Yeah, you know what you should have pinched too? Because I know you got hickeys on your neck. You should have pinched a hickey remover. How about that? How about, 
<laughs> but, no, but the eyebrow shit is, is ill. I'm not gonna lie. No, it's, it sounds like it's best. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. We might have to go to commercial break. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about that. I'm not gonna lie. That's one thing about the Latino race is they get different type of haircuts. Like they come, like like if you go to the black barber shop, they're not touching your fucking eyebrows, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, they don't even touch your nose hairs. You yeah. gotta ask the nigga to touch my nose hairs. I gotta tell you. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, yeah, with that, but 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 usually successful entrepreneurs are people that see a need in the market that's not being fully mm. addressed. Mm. Well, again, going back to when I right. oh, I did the car, I did the car because I wanted money, but. I did Fubu because something mm. needed to change, mm. and he's seeing a need in it. So yeah, I'm not being funny. It's every regular artist. Start. You see they shit. They got fades on their eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. Caesars. <laughs> baby afros. <laughs> <laughs> blowouts. <laughs> yeah. We'll think about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely gonna think about that. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Aside from the sneaker, I was serious. But you know, my, my guys are playing. But all of a sudden, how many, how many, how many times a day are you walking? Is this happening to you on a daily? Like people just coming up to you? Yeah, yeah I get I you get, in the elevator and somebody. I get pitched probably about I would say eighty times a day. Right. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Probably about that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Videos that catch your attention? Not at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why they don't catch they don't catch my attention because they may have good ideas but then I wonder how the person's gonna execute and I don't have time. Right. If I had time to make everything <coughs> hot, then Google would be Nike. Right. I, I only have a limited amount of time, so right. I can't do it because then I'll drown an opportunity. <coughs> so right. you know, it's just uh, it's challenging. But I don't get mad at people pitching me because all they want to do is right. all they want to do is change their lives, man, and feed right. their Bam, families. Sir, you know what I'm right. saying? So so right. I ain't mad at it. No. But yeah, I get pitched a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's funny because I'll be like. Walking through Win Dixie and Publix, and people be like, "Yo, can I can I rhyme?" I be like, "Yo, um, oh, they don't even wait for me to say I'm busy." Yeah, niggas just start spitting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Did you not see my son right now?" <laughs> so I get up like, that's, 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 "That's MC," and I can imagine like people like All look day. at you like they're gonna they're gonna be a big yeah, in person. In per- let me, I got eight times in person. It's about twenty to thirty, and then all the stuff is emails, calls, and oh, all okay. Stuff. Has has um. Uh, has it got unbearable at, at, at one point, or, or you you still look at it like, you know, this is your job and this is the nah, life you chose? It never gets unbearable. I, okay. I know the cameras are there. Right. I have the opportunity to leave Shark Tank if I want. Right. Um, and again, it's not like in your situation, or right. you know, somebody want to be a model, or somebody want to be an artist, and they just start belting out songs. Mm-hmm. Like these people, a lot of people really have well through thought out ideas. Right. They may be good ideas, like you saying, how many I invested in. I just don't right. have time. Right. But you have to meet some people that have their ideas are not well. well yeah, I mean, I mean some, I mean some. Like that is frustrating to a degree. <laughs> well, no, it's frustrating when I go, "How much time or money you put into this?" And they be like, "No, nah, I'm here for you to do that." Right, right. Like they just did. <laughs> nah, I don't know if he was saying, "I want you to direct me," but I'd be like, "Yo, but don't you think I came up with my own ideas today?" You know that's that I ain't got time to do. You know that's the funny thing uh, about even even us is people think that this a um, they think that putting on is a button. 
They think yeah. like I put you on and like I saw a button yeah. and then you they just put on. No, I can put you on. You still have to work for oh, you to be day. there. You all know what I'm saying? And a lot of people just don't get that. You know what I mean? Harder yeah. even when you get put on. I seen the other day. You know? I seen the other day. It was LeBron, Meek Mill, and they were all talking about how they had to like you know give things to certain people or certain people felt like they did that 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 they deserved it because. It's like right now, right? If I was to ask, I was to ask my man right here, right? I was to say, what, "What's your name again?" I'm so sorry, huh? Alex. Alex. I want to say, "Yo, Alex, can you walk me to the store?" Right? If I'm a nobody, Alex doesn't give a fuck. He would never bring up me walking to the store. But I become this big popular guy. Then two years from now, Alex is like, "I remember he had the one to walk into the store." Right. <laughs> and now I owe Alex because I'm famous. You know, like have you? Ever had like, you know that level of success where people just feel like because you slept on a, a, a girl's couch one night in sixth grade that you know what I'm saying that she, like you older girl now like oh yeah you know there's an old saying what's the old saying success has a lot of parents failures and often right, right. Mm. and um, you know I hear it all the time and I I give thanks to all those that help me like. You won't see me here front like there wasn't call can I cross calls before me. L didn't mm. L reached out to help me because he didn't mm. need me, Ralph McDaniels, mm. I don't mind doing that. But yeah, they're the random cats mm. who also I mean, we was in a, we was doing a Puma collection uh, release in the Coliseum right. probably about six months ago. Uh-huh. And the three dudes is there. I don't even know these dudes. And they were running around the store talking like, yeah, yeah. Fubu cats came back to the hood. I had them shook. You know, I used to have them under pressure. So, you know, I think you know my executive security, um, Grim, ex Navy okay. SEAL, look like he eat bricks for breakfast. <laughs> he walked over, he like, what you just say, homie? Uh-huh. They're like, no, 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 I don't really know the dude. I, I never really met him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they were just walking around just like crazy for right. no right. reason, uh-huh. right? So it'll be a cat who just brush by you and say, yo, I remember that cat. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man? Listen, man. Right. It's an opinion It's a theory right. And I always say Everybody got Two things in the world Asshole and an opinion They right. both stink Right, right. So, God so damn fuck it. them You know They gonna say shit about you And it is what it is You know God damn it Now One of the other things is um, When you Like Google Like you know You're a very successful man Very 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 successful And you don't really wear A lot of jewelry at all Yeah Like Is that purpose Or is that because you're just not into it? You know, I grew up in that world and I wore it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Right. I grew up when I saw Ice the Hair riding to the top playing the Supreme Team and walking with the helmets on their head, the big ass chain, looking like Mr. T. And I was like, I can't wait to be in that world. Right. And I wore it for a long period of time. And then I started walking into the other rooms where there was people with substantial wealth. We're talking about. Mm. Mark Cuban right. Talking about Bill Gates mm. And I noticed Mark Cuban dressed bummy Than everybody in this room Yo Right Pancake batter On his right. joint And everything right. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in I was like yo I mean right. these dudes Shoes is curled up Right You know looking like Peter Pan joints And I'm like right. and, and, and you know what I'm saying I paid a hundred thousand For this watch And I mm. realized that They don't care Right They don't care about that stuff Right. You know, I, I'm in a lot of rooms. Yeah, I'm in a lot of rooms where people. I, I, I've been in one room where a lot of cats that we know, and may have even more money than me, uh-huh. have been talking about how much money they spent at a party. Mm. When you travel with the president, you run around a lot of billionaires, and you and in a certain group, they don't say how much they spent on the party. They say how much they were able to give away this year. 
And it's way more than the cats I was, I was talking about hearing on the party. Spinning. Right. I'm talking cats talking about giving, we raised and right. gave away $500 million this yeah. year. Woo. And I'm over there talking about the chain I got on? Yeah. You know, so, because they're looking at you. Oh. And they're saying, how close, you know, how are you thinking? Mm. Because I'm not saying they think they're better than you. They may even say, I like the way you're thinking. You're younger or you in this world. You know, why don't we talk about what we could do together? Mm. You know, so I've just been in different rooms and, and it just educated me. Is, is relationships um, some, one of the most important things in, in this game, in the, in the game that you're in? Is that- relationships are the most important game, period. Period. No matter what. Right. I told you the number one reason why entrepreneurs fail. The number one reason they succeed is they all have a mentor. Mm. That's the one. That's the number one real mentor who's not part of their business. Because mentors are going to do three things. They're going to tell you not to take in capital too soon. <clears throat> They're going to tell you not to spread yourself too thin. Take with taking capital. Taking money too taking soon. Money too soon. Okay. I'll give you an example yeah. why in a minute. Okay. They're going to tell you not to spread yourself too thin, meaning, you know, I want to make a thousand different styles right. in, my, in my world. And they're also going to tell you not to scale too fast, meaning, mm. all right, I got an order for a hundred, but I'm going to go and buy a thousand right. pieces. Don't jump ahead too far. Don't jump ahead. And, and that's what, that's exactly um, what mentors do. Now, I said something earlier that I said I'm going to get back to on something, but uh, the way, huh? The first one. Or not taking money too soon. Yeah. Because I'll show you an example. Another way that people go broke. If you want to open up, let's say one of your, one of your guys right there would really like the business. Right. And I said to the guy right there, the eyebrow business, yo, I'm going to give you $50,000 for 50% of that business. Mm-hmm. All right? What? I'll give you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he already spent it, though. He just spent that money. Right now. <laughs> this is an example. This is an example. Step back. Step back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say, and I got 50% of the business. Let's say that right. business, he starts to franchise it, license it out. That thing becomes the next dry bar for males, right? right. And now he's doing a million dollar in business. Now right. he wants to go and open up a bunch of locations or a bunch of software or an app, and he needs $400,000 now. Right. I ain't giving him a piece of my 50% that I just got. Right. So now you got to go raise $400,000 and maybe that's another 20%, 30%. Before you know it, after you keep raising, you keep growing, you own 5% of the business. You work for everybody else. So uh, don't take in capital too soon. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Because you said that 50000 Okay, that yeah. 50000 already gave you 50%. Yeah. So he now, took in money too so soon. he raises more, he's selling more shares, more more. But if he would have went out and just did $100,000 worth of business over three years and said, listen, I need you to help finance it or the bank finance it, he may have been able to go out and get a get a $300,000 loan at 6% interest, not 6% of his company. Because he already has proof right. of sales. Yeah. Oh. So these are the things that was we grew up in the hood, we didn't know. Right. We were taught, listen, don't trust the bank. Go over to the go over to the ca- check cashing place. You pay six or eight percent for them to yeah. cash your check. That's eight percent of your salary you get, right? Robbery. Cash your check, yeah. right? Hide all your money underneath your bed. Right. Don't trust anybody with your money. Right. If you were, if you would if you would have buried one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in nineteen seventy five, right. today. It can barely buy you a G-Wagon. 
right. right? But if you would have taken that money and bought a diamond, today that diamond would have been worth $2.7 million. Oh, wow. You see, money is a depreciating asset. Unless you put right. it to work for you, wow. then you're going to lose on it, right? So uh, these are the things we talk about in Damon on Demand. These are the things that right. the hood is we grew up. You didn't know any better. So you said you're saying $125,000 in the bank is always going to be worth more than $125,000 under your mattress. Of course. Yes, because you're going to get interest on it. And $125,000 that you went and put on a house, and now you have a house for $300,000 or $400,000, That's some, and the mortgage on that house is about $2,500, but right. somebody's paying you $3,200 a month to stay in that house. Right. Now it's going to make you way more money after you add depreciation to it and over the course of the year. You know, you know real people who uh, make a lot of money and invest a lot of money, they have other people paying for their assets. And making a profit off of it, mm. like Which real is, estate. Like you in real estate as well? I'm in real estate a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, those are the people who, instead of going and buying a big house, they buy four small houses in Airbnb or rent them out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they rent the house they stay in. They right. own what they rent out, and they rent what they stay in, so they can write that off. Because I'm trying to get these properties in Vegas and Airbnb. Yeah, just just for that. Because um, Vegas, you know, I actually know they went recreational with marijuana. But the thing about it is, they kind of you can't you can only smoke cigarettes indoors. Right. They're they're not allowing you to smoke uh, cigars. Or so I figured. Yo, I get an Airbnb crib, and I allow that. Like you, this this I promote it as that. Like yo, you can smoke. In this crib Because it's not something I'm going to ever live in You know what I'm saying I'm just yeah. going to be out But um, Well you are the poster child For <laughs> smoking this shit <laughs> God And I'm, I was thinking about Even saying Yo this is Nori's crib You know what I'm saying Like, like It should Nori's, be Nori's crib Yeah this is Nori's Vegas crib That should crib. be the brand Nori's you know what crib I'm Yeah Nori's oh, crib Yeah Airbnb Nori's crib yeah. And you can, you can smoke As much as the fuck you want In this yeah. motherfucker It should be called The Cataracts Inn <laughs> <laughs> Now Is there anything That you ever wished uh, first off, before before because I was like a super ending type of question, um, what do you and LL and you guys all relationship stand at, at this point? Because we're good. My um, my three partners, my other three partners, um, amazing dudes, um, and we're like brothers. I met my first. I met one of them when I was six years old. The other two I met when I was twelve. Um, L, I talked to him the other day on the phone, and you know he was like, "Yo, I see the heat on the brand. What's up?" And we, I was like, "Listen." I don't need to call on the big guns yet. Right. You know, because I know you got two TV shows, your LL Cool J. Right. Let us get to this point, because no matter what, no matter what level you still got to prove your market. Let us get to this point. Let our following get strong enough in this day and age, there's going to be a new following. Right. And then if I need to call you in, then I'll call you in. Don't use that. Don't you let me not you let me not call that again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put Jordan in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Don't put Jordan in the game. We still we still playing high school games. We're still in high school right now. That's real humble of you, actually, though, to talk that way. Well, thank God it is. However, let's look at the let's look at the other side. I can't call him for no more favors. Right. If you use this up, yeah. Right. You know, every here's where I'm at in my life. Everybody will pick up the phone for me once. Right. I don't come no, through. No, I'm gonna be honest, again. man. You're being very humble. People, people on the phone for you five times, nigga. Nah, 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 nah. After I mess up the bag, you know they. Oh, gonna, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying, right? Because okay, I'm gonna call for something real, right? right. And I'm gonna call for it, really. Right. And now I'm at, and you know what's gonna happen? Right. They gonna call me back. 
right. for another favor on the flip side. Is there any time you have messed up in the bag? Like you, you, yeah. you, you've invested in something that didn't work and you kept going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, um, I did keep going. I messed up. I messed up the bag a couple of times here and there. Okay. Um, but thank God the bag I messed up, we had already made a lot of money prior in various different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Um, some of them are calling me now, like, yo, I got a new idea. Remember when you had that night? You, you got to answer that call. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And um, is it all worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, man. You know, I question myself a lot of times, you know, when, uh, when my, my first marriage, I got two little... Two, two baby girls with their 20 and 25 now. God bless. And, and that didn't, thank God, right? And that didn't um, go right. But because I was working so much on football, second marriage too. Yeah, yeah, you know my first marriage, and I was wilding out a little bit. You don't give, you know, you don't give a guy thirty years old a couple million dollars in the bank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flying over to Asia and coming over. I ain't having you have, but goddamn it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I say to myself, if I was doing a city job, if I was right. working at Red Lobster, right. I still would work like that. Right. I still would have. Felt like I got to keep going to make the best, right? Mm. So, because you can't, you know, I can't keep going forward regretting what happened. Mm. So, yeah, but but is it worth it? Right. Absolutely, man. God is good. God is goddamn good. Make some goddamn noise. Now, do you have any horse in the cryptocurrency race? What are your yeah. thoughts on that? On that whole thing? I think crypto is going to come back. I think it had a bubble exactly like it was going to have a bubble. I think right. you should buy it now. I do think so. I think I think it will be a digital currency, um, but don't you think it's like how people said credit cards were that when they first started? Yeah, I, I say don't bet the farm on it. Right. I mean the theory in, the theory in investing is put money up, whatever you can afford. Right. If the money doubles, take the money off the table so then you're playing with the house's money. Got it. And mm. if it's affordable now, if you feel, I don't know where it's at now, trading at 4000 or 3000 or 2000 whatever it is, mm. buy a little bit of what you can, but make sure it's money that you are able to lose. Right. Don't bet your last on it, you know? How about, is, is a restaurant a, a, a good business? Have you a restaurant ever, is the worst possible business to get into. Everybody keeps saying that, and I need to understand why. Have you invested in a restaurant in the family? I never have, but I worked at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just sell bread, lots of shrimp to the Chinese restaurant? That was hard. That was hard. That was hard. So you know when you work in the in the, in that business, right? Man, it's so many people with your hands in your pocket, mm. right? And everybody's not gonna have a good experience on how to eat your food. You know, you can make the safe for a hundred different people. It's a hundred different experiences on that. So, so, right? so that's one of the people that that's one of the business. If a person asks you to uh, recommend, you don't. Say, that is don't the number it. one business that fails. Wow. How about a bar? Bar's right in the same area, man. It's in the same but area. But not as bad because you don't have all those perishables. Remember, okay, like the, the food, food can go bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah food yeah. can get here on time. Yeah, booze ain't the going booze gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That that's the question. Uh, you know, a uh, bar bar is not as bad. Mm. Now, like like a startup company, 
what is probably like for a person who wants to be an investor, person that has a hundred grand or something, save they 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 job money or save whatever money they had, got a hundred grand, uh, still making money, but has a hundred grand to invest. How would you um, recommend that they go about, um, you know, trying to live the life that you live? What is what the first do you, What do you do for free? Today that, that you, you get paid off of. Okay. And whatever that is, educate yourself in that business. Okay. So if you like, if you if you got a crew like us or, or friends that people may know, you like to talk shit and blow your right. brains out like that. Right. No problem. Right. You want to do a podcast and people gonna fuck with you. Yeah. Or invest in cannabis because that's my next thing. Nah, because you gonna smoke everything you got. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they very right. In companies that like, I don't even mess with. Like I invest in companies. I don't even want to say their name because I'm a silent partner on one, and then yeah. I have my other company. I, I couldn't. I did. I did not sign a contract yet. So, I, uh, but um, <laughs> you don't want to blow that up. Yeah, I've learned that. Uh, yeah, I've learned that. You know, you, you blow, you blow. You say, yeah, man, I got a business with them, and they're like, oh, okay. And someone else come in. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, that's I, I've point. done that. I've seen that. Point. Like, yo, you, you know what the craziest shit in the world is? I've done. I can't again. I can't say these companies. I've done great <laughs> business with this company for two years, right? But it was through a middleman, mm-hmm. right? It was through two middlemen, and this company, big Hollywood company, I can't say who it is, mm-hmm. and they contacted me direct uh, yesterday and said, "Yo, yesterday," and said, "Yo, you know, um, I heard you got this different show." So I said, "Yeah, I do," and they said, "We would like to meet with you." So I said, "All right, cool," and this is. They're a big company. He was like, but we're meeting with you, not with these these guys. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I expected that from niggas. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, I kid you not. I was like, damn, like, this is some street shit. Like, they're like, yo, you know what? We did business. They brung you us. This is that's basically what the conversation was. They brung you us. We had a successful run with them. Now you have something else that we're interested in, but we want to deal the business directly with you. And it was just so, it was so mind-bobbling to me because I'm like, that's kind of like, that's how the streets go. Like, like yeah. I, if you fuck with me, these guys brought me to you. I don't really need these guys. Like I, the connect. Losing yeah, the like head. losing the connect. And they did that Hollywood just now, yesterday. I would, but I would wonder why they want to deal directly with you because I would say, well, what is the purpose? Because I may have to say, they may go, listen, you don't know about all the stuff we dealt with with the situation. Then I would say, okay, well, why am I going to believe you? So let me go back to these cats over here. If we do a deal, if you don't want to deal with them no more, we got to cut them a little something, something, or do something right by them. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to find out that other side they of the story. Because they might not want to have representation. No, no. True, true. And if, they, if they're just snakes, you'd be like, nah, I can't do that. You got to go back over here. You know what I mean? The other side is that they know that they could communicate with me. If they felt like I think in the beginning I was this wild, you know, Puerto Rican black guy that, you know, Smokes weed and runs around with you know twenty five guys. They don't understand that I have a sober life. Yeah, I wake up in the morning, <clears throat> and when they did realize that, they said, "Oh, we could do with him direct." Yeah, but if they're trying to cut the guy out, it's no, it's it's not right. So it ain't right. Yeah, yeah. oh, it ain't right. Yeah, oh, I never said it was right. Oh no, oh, no, no, I never said it was right. Oh, oh no, I said oh. it was interesting. Oh no, no, no. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah. 
The corporate gangs and all, way, of them, all of them are white. Corporate gangs is way, way worse. Way worse. Way worse than the hood. Yo, when I got out of, you know, when I got out of the, you know, really dealing with the hood, you know, uh, so cats didn't really mess with me when I was coming up because in '89 or '88, you like, yo, I'm gonna start being a designer. They was like, yo, you alright, man? Right. You know, because at that time, designers are usually flamboyant. Yes. They, they were, were usually. Gay. Cats didn't want to see. Yes. The cats were like, I don't want to be around these cats. Yeah. yeah. When that Vibe article came out and said FUBU did $350 million this year. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Them, them hood dudes was like, yo, we ain't get to get our claws on these dudes? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm busy trying to escape that world because I, yeah. I was never trying to be like that. Right. right. Yeah, when I saw moving the fashion when I found out the Italian mob was there, yeah. I found the triads is over in China. I found out all the gangsters that were in that world. I was like, yo, this, I'd rather go back to the street. Right. This is worse than the street. Yeah. Wow. But they don't come at you the same way. See, doing the street come at you with a gun and come at you and say something. You in the, that world, you find out something random. You just, you, argument's sake, I'm not going to say it ever happened to me, but right. you got $10 million worth of clothes coming in for the season. Right. If somebody, you know, called you and be like, yo, you're going to miss $2 million worth of those clothes on on the water. They're going to disappear. And I don't want you to say nothing. You better call the insurance company. That never happened to me, but that's the stuff that happens. Wow. They control the ports. They control the ports. I'm the they captain control the now. shipping company. Yeah. It's called organized yeah. crime for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. So the corporate gangsters are way, way and, and a lot of things I, I found out five and ten years later happened, and I didn't even know that the gangster was going on like that. Which wow. is what we have for president right This is now. why you always get this guy that comes to the hood that has a real official Givenchy and real official Gucci, but this shit is $80. I mean, so how many times in, in, in the business? When they talking about advertising a promotion for a record, right. but you found out that advertising promotion wasn't a billboard. That was somebody had to get caked off somewhere. Yeah, it was terrible. When and I was you really, were like, "Are you serious?" You know, even I'm gonna tell you something. I never knew the ugly truth until a week ago. Swear to until God. a week ago? Damn. Week, I swear. Like, no, I'm talking about someone. Emailed me something by mistake, and I'm talking about the ugly truth was so written on it. And so he was emailing someone trying to blackmail someone else, and emailed me wrong by mistake. And boy, did I copy and paste that motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I had never knew how to copy and paste that moment. That moment. Copy and paste the shit out of that. I said, "Oh what? Oh wow!" Yeah. <laughs> it made that noise, right? <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" And I got to see like how most of the DJs that you know that you have integrity for, and people that you think has mm-hmm. love and respect for this game. Oh, I'm messing up. I fucked it up. Oh, zipper right there. All right, my bad. Um, that you have love and respect for this game. Um, and when they was on that payroll list, that shit kind of fucked me up. It kind of yeah. fucked me up. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who. You gonna tell us who? Super impressed me. <laughs> I, no, I can't tell you who's on the list. No, because I might need to pay that as well. I'm in. 
but I'm gonna tell you, this is super impressed me. Funk Flex wasn't on need, no, that one list at all. Nice. Now I'm telling you, I was, it was three of them, not one. And I'm looking because I'm like, you know, I'm expecting. But Flex is my man, but still, like I'm expecting maybe this is false documents. So if it's a false document, you would put the false guy in there. Right. And he wasn't on. No, no, no. That's impressive. And I was like, you know, Flex has integrity. You know. What so, I'm saying? so yeah. So listen, at the end of the day, we may call it a hustle. It may be, it may be corporate gangster, but it's mm. going on. And when there's a lot of money going around, right? Well, any money going around, well, someone's trying to skim it. Somebody, somebody trying to skim it. Have you ever been like? Approached to like by street street dudes like saying yo you know what can you help me with my street uh, clothing line or something like that? What do you mean like trying to put me under pressure? Yeah, yeah, put you under pressure. Nah, because I had already gotten <laughs> I already gotten covered and <laughs> I already had the the, the circle around me um, right. and and I also never really moved like that. Right. You know I wasn't I wasn't that dude. Um, right. So. No, nah, but I got a lot of people who ask me to help them. I'm like, I can't right. help you, man. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. But I, I, I only had, I'd be, honestly, oh, probably like my last, my 25 years, I probably only had two or three people that came at me a little sideways. Right. And then because I knew a lot of people growing up in the streets. Right. Some of you, you know, pull their coat to him like, yo, man, he's good people. He's part of, you know, he, he's right. family. Leave him alone. Right. So God is really good, you know, and, um, and and a lot of I'd be like a lot of the hood had my back. God bless you. you. Know, so. What was your favorite thing about this whole game? If you if you could if you could idolize one thing and just say you know what if it wasn't for this this it wouldn't be here. The po- now I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> the people. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. You know, I already said, I, I kind of said, man, being able to influence people, man, they walk right. up to me and be like, oh, I've seen you. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, you know, I want to start my own business. But also, right. like, I was, <laughs> I went to the Oscars, uh, the Vanity Fair Oscars after party the other day. Let's make noise for the floor. <laughs> oh, you, know, you had to spin that back a little bit for a second. <laughs> uh-huh. I went up there, my name wasn't on the list, but uh-huh. my boy, we all know Charles, he know everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they actually knew who I was. They're like, you know, and, this, and I've been told about three times, but every time I go up, I'm in the car, I leave the window up because I'm like, <laughs> you know, as soon as they go, sorry, you know, when you came, I like, drive off. Right. I'm expecting to drive off because, you know, you've got John Travolta in there, Catherine Zeta, John, like everybody, everybody's in there. It's, it's the hardest part to get into. Right. But one of the great things, I walk in the car. The Oscar Awards? Or the, the Vanity Oscars? Fair party afterwards. That means a party that only holds 200 people. Yeah, right. Super limited. And, and, and I don't know, that's how much money you know I'm not getting, because yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're yeah. talking about. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> so I walk in there, there's Kobe, and then there's Jay, there's Beyonce. Right. I mm. see uh, Taylor Swift. I mm. see all these actors. And I'm walking up to have Spike walks in with right. his uh, with his, his, Oscar. his Oscar. Okay. You know, you're talking about this year. Okay. I'm talking about this okay. year, a couple days. Yeah. And he walk in And I'm like And some of the people You know all the respect, I love Spike And I'm like Yo Spike You know let's take right. this picture Let's get this done right. um, This part, I like the The whack, the crazy dudes That be in the In the commercial I mean or be in a uh, In a movie Like operating the fries Or something mm-hmm. like that I'd be like yo I know you right. And the fun thing is Like I walk up to other Really well known A-list celebrities And they be like Yo right. Like Catherine Zeta-Jones Said to me one time Me and Michael Douglas Watch your show Every night. Wow. 
I'm like, Wall Street, it's wreckable to <laughs> Michael Douglas? You know what I'm saying? And I think that is one of the things that surprises me all the time. It's like... Oh, no, Shark Tank is huge. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Yo, but it's surprising to me because I'm just doing TV doing what I normally do. I'm having a negotiation. Yeah. I can't put words together. I can't harmonize. I'm not an actor and actress. And I walk up to these cats and they're like, yo, all right. I know you. All right. I got an idea. That's when I'm like, all right, I ain't fuck with you. But <laughs> I still like your movies. Yeah, that's funny as shit. Man, well, let me just tell you something, man. I want to tell you how, how real um, the homie is right here. I happened to come to a party. I synced him. I gave him a five. And I said, yo, man, he said, I got you. I don't even think you let me let me finish my <laughs> sentence because you already knew all I was asking. I was like, yo, like, I got you. We exchanged numbers. You're a man of your word, Superman of your word. And let me just tell you something. I've been in this game for uh, going on 21 years. Um, anytime I've ever reached out to FUBU, you guys have held me down. Anytime mm-hmm. I've reached out to Kooji, you guys have held me down. So I want to personally thank you. Because not only for you being a part of hip-hop, but for you holding down hip-hop. Because it's, it's, it's a it's a one hand, you know, wash the other, yeah, yeah, both yeah. hand wash the face thing. Because one of the things that I admired about when I first saw FUBU, was the fact that I was seeing FUBU like damn near sponsor people with videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you you guys were coming in and were, I don't know, I don't know how you were doing it, but you guys were getting the people to, to wearing it. And it was it was a part of the culture. So the culture had grown together. And the thing about it is, uh, what I mean by that is uh, the clothing and uh, the music. So I'm so proud of your brand. Like I said, we, we when, we, when me and EFN, <clears throat> this is, uh, a DJ, I'm a you know a, a rapper. And we, when we put this together, we wanted to say, you know what? We wanted to control hip hop. We wanted to control the media of hip hop. When people think of hip hop, we want to, you know what? You hear it from two people who who is legitimate two, twenty years in mm-hmm. uh, peace, and we wanted to do that. And and, and and one of our models is we all the fubu, holy shit. And I'm saying that, yeah, and that's always to big you up and your brothers up uh, on the, the other three and LL and the quiet. Five. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta do a documentary about this. Yeah, fine now. Yeah. Yeah, fine now. But um, I want to personally thank you. I want to personally thank you for being a man of your word. Personally, thank you for everything you did. Personally, thank you for uh being an inspiration for people to know that you don't always have to be in front of the camera, even though a part of your job is is in front of the camera. But being, you know, that clothing line, being that brand that buying other brands and 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 showing people that you don't have to be on the mic is what right, I mean. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That you don't have to fun. rap. Yeah. You don't have to rap. You, and you don't have to DJ or be a producer. You can be something and be a, a part of the culture and love the culture. And you're the epitome of that, my brother. When people look up the word Archer Penor, they should see your motherfucking face. I'm calling in the dictionary myself <laughs> to make sure that they do that and my brother I'm so proud to know you I'm so proud for the, Thank you, uh, that every time I see you we always smile at each other and we always having fun and I really appreciate the fact that you pulled up I appreciate my man big homie that always every time I see him holding me down I appreciate FUBU period I appreciate what you did to the, for the coach I appreciate Shark Tank uh, I appreciate you not shutting down my sneaker because I'm really serious about my shit I'm going hard I'm going hard I'm going hard and I appreciate you coming through man holding it down Drink chest. Let's make some noise. This Saturday, for everybody in the room, we got Drink Champs Appreciation Day uh, from uh, 8 
to 12. We got to do 8 to 12, not 6 to 9. Hey, we got to do 8 to 12 this yeah, Saturday, to not 6 to 12. Because we got Because we got De La Salle Soul at 6. At 6, right? At 6, at six, eight. six, six to 8. Yeah. So, yo, man, we love y'all. Thank y'all, man. Good night. Goddamn big chance. Thank you, man. Thank you. Goddamn it. Yo, great yeah. interview, my brother. Yeah. Drops? Yeah, yeah, you got to do Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.